Welcome to another exciting episode of Knox Natters, the official podcast of Knox Toastmasters. My name is Lakshini Watson. Do you ever feel overcome by fear when speaking to large audiences? Would you like me to share some tips and tricks I have learned along the way? Come, shed your fears and fly free with me. Here are five questions that have helped me deal with the fear of public speaking. The first question I ask myself is, what exactly am I afraid of? What is the worst thing that can happen if I stood in front of people and shared a message that I felt passionate about? The worst thing that can happen is I could forget my lines. I could say something that's incorrect or that I didn't mean to say. I could sound bad. I could mispronounce, but I wouldn't get hurt or jailed for it, right? Yes, I could feel embarrassed or ashamed. But guess what? The fear is a thing that exacerbates the likelihood of making those mistakes. Once you deal with the fear, you will be able to breathe, relax, and feel grounded. And as the fear starts to diminish, you are more likely to deal with the mistakes and roll with it. The second question I ask myself is, at the end of my life, will it be okay if I didn't take the opportunities to speak my truth and tell my stories? What was the price of not doing that? For me, it's not okay. It's absolutely not okay that I don't take the opportunities that are given to me. It's a lot better for me to have done it and failed, even if I fail many times. Because each time I fail, I would have learned something from it and gotten just that little bit better. The third question I ask myself is, what is a manageable first step I can take towards being able to speak better in public? What is a comfortable decision I can take right now? Could I call a Toastmasters club, attend the first meeting, immerse myself in an environment that is conducive to improving? Maybe I could at least share a story with my family group or friends, record a message privately if I'm afraid to talk in front of people, or read something out loud, a poem, a verse, whatever is a manageable first step, and then you build on that. The fourth question, of course, is how can I celebrate the step I took, the progress I made? Even if I fell flat on my face, at Toastmasters, we applaud and affirm every little thing someone does. Certificates, ribbons, trophies, and badges are given for icebreaker speeches, club roles, uh, contest speeches. In addition, the, the best, best part of Toastmasters is that we give feedback. The achievements you made or the things that you did well are exemplified and the improvements that you could make are suggested to you. They're all wrapped in with beautiful examples that you can or you can choose not to take. The rush of dopamine you'll get when you finish a project, when you've done a speech and people are applauding, helps you, encourages you to keep doing that. And it basically makes life itself more enjoyable. 
also the bad experiences you have, whether it's in speaking or in other aspects of your life, can actually make for really awesome speech topics. So it's in a way cathartic. People often ask me if I have failed on the public stage. Oh, yes, there are many times I have failed. But there are also the times that I have learned the most. For example, there was a division contest about a year after I joined Toastmasters. I was way beyond my depth. I went there completely unprepared. I knew my speeches. I'd practiced, I'd rehearsed, I'd memorized. But I wasn't prepared for the environment. I didn't know how it was run. I didn't know the culture of that group. And I didn't know most of the people there. It was a whole day event on top of that. And I found myself going to and from the car to practice and try to calm my nerves. With hindsight, this was actually the worst thing I could have done because it would have been a lot better for me to stay, mix with the people, chat, have a laugh, familiarize myself with the environment and just absorb the vibe of the, of the event. So when I was up on stage looking out at my audience, I would have been way more familiar with their faces. Instead, when I forgot a line, I went inwards. I had all the negative self-talk and I stopped connecting with my audience. The main purpose of speaking is to connect. Not, it's not about being perfect, saying the right words or having the perfect vocabulary or pronunciation even. It's about the value you impart to your audience. And it's definitely not about the speaker. It's about the people who are giving you their time in exchange for that lesson. I suppose you're wondering now what techniques can help you cope when you are up there. Preparation is the most important thing. When you feel comfortable and grounded inside of you, you will enjoy the experience and your audience will too. So breathing deeply, filling your lungs, and also breathing out forcefully, like blowing a raspberry, can help get rid of the nerves. That negative energy can just be whooshed out of there. You can even visualize the air that's coming in to be beautiful and sparkly, and the, and the air you breathe out to be more gunky. Also, how you hold yourself, your posture will help you push your shoulders back, open your chest, and breathe to full capacity. The way you stand, the way you walk, gesture, all that, if you do things like a champion would, will help. Some people call this faking till you make it. Uh, the TED Talk Amy Cuddy did on the physiology impacting the psychology is so true. The, how you hold yourself can impact your, how you feel as much as how you feel impacting what you do. Open body language, head up, direct eye contact, how you smile, reassure others, and it also helps release endorphins inside of you, making you feel better. Visualizing yourself doing well, engaging with the audience, allowing your words to flow into their hearts and minds easily, makes it effortlessly comfortable experience. Visualizing yourself doing well, engaging with the audience, allowing your words to flow into their hearts and minds easily, 
making it an effortless experience for you and your audience also helps. Practice, like I said at the start, cannot be overestimated. Learning your speech, knowing your message, feeling it is the number one thing you can do. You can also use motivating mantras, inspiring songs, or even wear your favorite undies. Whatever helps you get in the right frame of mind to deliver with the right energy. Tony Robbins, the world famous transformational coach, gets into pig state by plunging into icy cold water and pumping the ceiling to, and dancing. He is able to present up to 12 hours without a break. I hope you got some value from this session and I hope to see you put them into practice. Thank you for tuning into this episode on shedding fear and flying free. The world needs to hear you. Thank you.